Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my sports in one app, like the National Women's Soccer League, included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Yep. Chargers versus the Packers in the Super Bowl, and the Chargers are going to... Maybe not. Welcome to the program. Already in progress, hour two, best and worst of the weekend. What you saw that you liked, you didn't like. We're going to look at the fallout of the teams that lost over the weekend as we move into the offseason. The Seahawks, Chargers, Dolphins, Vikings, and the Ravens. And we'll also look ahead to the games. Ross Tucker, who did the Dolphins-Bills game, will join us coming up in a little bit. And uh, you had the game last night with the Bengals and the Ravens, and the Ravens gave Cincinnati everything they could handle, and then some. You had the 98-yard fumble uh, fumble return, and uh, that was the winning margin there. Tonight, the Cowboys of the Buccaneers. Cowboys are favored by two and a half. Stat of the day brought to you, as always, by a great friends at Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. Uh, poll question hour two. Seton, what are we going to go with? Let me update you from hour one, Dan. We, okay. went, we went a little negative, although not quite as negative as mm. we sometimes Yeah, do. you've been labeled today as, you know, Nikki Negative. Well, not necessarily today. It's been building over the course of the last year. <laughs> Decade. Yeah. He sucks. Ever since he moved back there, he hates everything. <laughs> Is that true? Do you feel more opinionated, negative, now that you're back there where McLovin used to sit? I think I just get the chance to talk more now. Yeah. And now people are realizing that I'm actually just a very negative person who happens to laugh a lot. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anywho, uh, <laughs> worst clock management this weekend. Mike McDaniel, John Harbaugh, or it should be Brandon Staley on there, not Braden. Uh, oh. Right now, it's a, it's a three-way tie, mm. 33% each. How about that? Okay. That's funny. John Harbaugh <laughs> slightly edging the other two out, okay. slightly. All right. How about that? All right. That is serious. Uh, what are we going to go with hour two? Do you want to try and switch it up to something Wait, more positive? You can if you want. Uh, I, I'm, I'm trying to... Throw this one on you guys. Should oh, we I don't be more care. positive? No, it doesn't matter. Should we be more negative? It doesn't matter. Todd had some very mean-spirited negative poll questions um, that I don't know that we should really get into. All right, but. Todd, do you want to give me a, a negative poll question? I had, besides the Charger choke, what didn't you necessarily see coming? Bill struggles versus Dolphins with no Tua. Bengals struggles versus Ravens with no Lamar. Daniel Jones, big performance at Minnesota. Yet another big game for Mr. Irrelevant, Niners rookie Brock Purdy. Well... I would have taken the Dolphins in the points, but that didn't mean I thought the game was going to be that close. 
That surprised me a lot. We talked about on Friday, if Josh Allen doesn't have a great game or he has some turnovers here, can he keep Miami in the game? The Bengals struggling against the Ravens. I was not surprised, even without Lamar Jackson. Daniel Jones against Minnesota. We weren't going to be surprised if the Giants won that game. Brock Purdy looked great. Now, granted, uh, it's against Seattle, but, you know, as much as we want to go, well, it's against Seattle. Seattle knows that team. They played him twice. Uh, you know, he beat him once already. They needed a big second half, and he certainly came up with that. I would say the Bills struggling against the Dolphins. Uh, Bengals-Ravens, they heated rivalry. I'm not surprised. Daniel Jones against Minnesota. This is more about Minnesota than Daniel Jones. But I do want to give credit to Daniel Jones. You know, for a guy who, you know, we love to say, you know, he bet on himself. Well, he didn't get to bet on himself. They didn't pick up his fifth year. They bet against him betting on himself. That's why when, you know, people now saying, yeah, I told you, Danny Dime, you know, your own team didn't even believe in him. Or they, they would have extended him. They're going to lose money by not extending him. And probably a lot of money. And then Saquon Barkley, same thing. But the Giants played a very good game. Brock Purdy, though, is interesting. But Brock Purdy, you know, some of that is, hey, just manage the game. Like Jimmy G couldn't have had a game like that, in my opinion. He can manage the game, but Brock Purdy is not a game manager. Like there's, there's a willingness to want to make a play. Jimmy G just, you know, let me take what the defense gives me. And yes, the Niners have a ton of talent there. But you just want to make sure you got to make a play. And he did. In those moments, he had a couple big, big plays there. Fritzy also had another poll question. Which head coach's inflection or voice is painfully less charismatic? Mike McDaniel, Brandon <laughs> Staley. Okay. Well... I don't really appreciate that. <laughs> that's that's Mike McDaniel. That's uh, Seton's impersonation. In fact, this is how uh, Mike McDaniel sounded after the game. Well, it's a disappointing loss. That <laughs> no, oh. play it, Marvin. Um, that was uh, it was communicated to me through the um, upstairs, you know, from uh, from the headset. I think um, I was standing by an official. Uh, All right, that's the I, uh, I the, the, the fourth down call. Uh, I really should have been more conscious of getting the play in on time instead of blaming someone else. Yeah. Like, somehow I did it like five times before this one that really mattered. So. Right. Thank you. Thank you. And then uh, here's Brandon Staley after the loss. I mean, anytime you, you're up 27 to 7 at halftime and you've got four takeaways and you end up winning the takeaway margin for nothing, you know, it's going to be it's going to be a killer. OK, uh, but I, in fairness, that. that's that's the uh, I just lost voice. I don't know how Mike McDaniel probably sounds like that when they win. Yeah, it was a great, great win. It was a really great win. Yeah, Mark. Yeah, when Mike McDaniel starts to like breathe hard, he sounds like the kid in the wheelchair from Malcolm in the Middle. Where he's like, <laughs> is, is it good? Deep reference. Love that reference. What was his name? Oh, I gotta find it. Malcolm's Malcolm's buddy. Who lived next door? Who was in the wheelchair? Did you see where uh, Brian Cranston didn't rule out a Malcolm in the Middle movie? <laughs> Why would you? I I'm all in on that. 
Going to have to get Frankie Munoz uh, to retire from racing. Now, I know. Though, now he's a full-time race car driver. Although, Sean Payton and Frankie Munoz look an awful lot alike, in my opinion. Yeah, do a side-by-side scene. Really? Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, do a side-by-side. Yeah, scene. Yeah. yeah, Mithra Negative. Okay. Nikki Negative. What, Todd? Stevie. Stevie is the guy the next door. Chair. How did he uh, sound, Marv? We played good. <laughs> Malcolm, <laughs> I don't think. All right. Didn't, didn't see that one coming today. No, I was did not. Was on the rundown. No, if you said Stevie from Malcolm in the Middle would make the show. Yeah. Bloop, bloop, bloop. Random impression Monday. Yeah. Let's go. I like it. Marvin, if you told us that years ago, you did that when you'd be up there. Yeah. I would have replaced McLovin a long time ago. All right. Let me look, let me look at these teams as they move into the offseason, having been eliminated. So the Seahawks. Is Geno Smith your quarterback? It sounds like, feels like. He's going to be the quarterback, whether it's for a two- or three-year deal. But if he was your quarterback of the future a couple of weeks ago, is he still your quarterback now? And, of course, they're going to say that. You're not going to have Pete Carroll go, you saw that. No, he's not our quarterback of the future. Yeah, see. Do you think Geno Smith is just hitting his stride, or (laughs) this is as good as it gets? I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. This is what I always wondered about him. He used his legs in college. He was, he was a good runner in college. I just haven't seen that much of that in the pros. And I always thought that can help you out, uh, you know, instead of just being a pocket passer. And, and we see these quarterbacks all have that element of being able to run, not have to run, but being able to run. But I would think Seattle got a high draft pick. Are you going to stay with Geno Smith? The Chargers, do you stay with Brandon Staley? That's the big question mark. Do you make sure if Sean Payton is not interested, then you bring back Brandon Staley? Other than that, if you're going to replace him just to replace him, you better have a pretty good backup plan there. The Dolphins, I saw where the Dolphins said they're bringing Tua back next year. Well, they have to say that. You imagine if they said, no, we're not bringing him back. I imagine Mike McDaniel is back as the head coach, and they said Tua is coming back. It's not like you can go, no, we're not bringing him back because we're bringing in Tom Brady. The Vikings. Mm, I would imagine they'll have a a new defensive coordinator, maybe a couple of defensive players. The Ravens. See, this one's tricky. Because I've said for over a year now, it just feels odd. And it comes back to, at least I was told this last night, it's about guaranteed money. That Lamar could have signed this a while ago, but then he might be looking at being underpaid, Deshaun Watson, uh, Kyler Murray, the amount of money that's guaranteed. They were going to guarantee, I think, 133 out of $250 million. Well, that's a big disparity there. That's a wide gap. And... My concern would be you missed almost six games this year, six games last year. You rely on your legs as much, if not more so, than any other quarterback getting injured. And do we want to give you that guaranteed money? And I would be apprehensive. I almost view Lamar the way I do uh, running back. Can I get five really good years out of you? Can I get everything five years? Because the next five make me nervous. 
They make me nervous on running backs. You know, Christian McCaffrey, when he went to San Francisco, I thought, okay, he doesn't have to be the number one weapon. In Carolina, that was it. It's like, all right, Christian's going to have seven receptions and he's going to have 23 carries for 92 yards. But that's it. Now in San Francisco, it's like, uh, hey, take a, take a couple plays off. Debo, Debo's got you there. Kittle's got you there. Brandon Ayuka's got you there. And now he's used in a way that is going to prolong his career for another five years, at, at least. And he's far more valuable because now I can take advantage of all, all of his skills. But I don't have to have him beat up. Now, I don't know what he's going to cost me eventually, but him being able to complement uh, Brock Purdy and the rest of that offense, uh, I, I didn't think he would be as valuable. I didn't know how healthy he was going to be. Yeah, Paul. If you were the Ravens, here's a hypothetical I've seen bounced around there right. the past week. They could franchise Lamar Jackson and trade him. That's the one way they could trade him. If you were, if you were Seattle, would you give up the 20th pick of the draft in the first round, their second first round pick, for Lamar Jackson? And vice versa, if you're the Ravens, would you accept it? I haven't seen that reported, but I've seen it discussed. But I thought if you, he's going to be a free agent. I think right? I saw a bunch so, of NFL guys saying they could franchise tag him. Well, you can, but and trade. But if you decide that you want to offer him a contract, the Ravens can match it. Right. And if they don't match it, the Ravens get two first round picks. That would probably be the road I would go down. Seattle has two first round picks. Yeah. But then, does Seattle want that? Pete Carroll loves to run the football. But do you want him running the football? It still goes back to, you know, the risk and the reward for with him. Does he want to play there? You know, if the team didn't pay you, do you kind of harbor a grudge there? Or, no, I don't want to, I don't want to stay. It just feels like there's always been something there. And I think it goes back to guaranteed money. And you start to look around and you go, I'm better than Kyler Murray. I'm more accomplished than Deshaun Watson. Why are they getting more guaranteed money than me? Yeah, Paul. If we did a poll today, who would you give five years, $200 million to, Lamar Jackson or Daniel Jones? Would Jones win it? Oh, I wouldn't give that money to either of them. Let's, but you had to pick. I, again, probably Danny Dimes today because what we saw against Minnesota. That's wild. I think he's a good quarterback. I think he has the potential to be a very good quarterback. It's just I want to see if he's got – give him an offensive line and some weapons. Maybe another wide receiver. That'd be, that'd be nice. Yes, Marv. You know what? I'm going to go with Danny Dimes' recency bias. Why not? Okay. He's got he's talented. He's just not that consistent. You still just look at him though and you're like, this dude ain't running on us. <laughs> Whoa, there he goes. He just took off for twelve. What the hell just happened? He did it over and over and over again. He was he looked just like Lamar Jackson. Like all of these designed runs. You're like, yo, look at Daniel Jones. Yeah. And not surprisingly athletic, he's athletic. But yeah, like legit athletic. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, Marv. Is he the James of Virginia of running quarterbacks? <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, we didn't know James was white. 
deceptively good as a caller. I knew he was white when I heard his name was Daniel Jones and he went to Duke. I knew right then. I didn't even have to see his tape. Oh, no, no. James in Virginia. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Dan, Dan, Daniel Jones, yes. He went to Virginia. Yeah. Yes, he. <laughs> Apparently, he's a really good basketball player, too. Yes, he, he uh, played for a team, I think, Jay Billis coached. Yeah, yeah. Jay Billis' son, he played with I them? I think maybe? so. I think he had a broken wrist and still played. I, uh, if I remember the conversation I had with Billis, yes, yes, Marv. That's why I hate professional athletes like that. You know what? I was really good in another sport. I was All-State <laughs> three times in this other sport. That was my second sport, so I decided to do this other one instead. By the way, we uh, we found out that uh, one of our listeners calls Marvin LaMarvin. Is that? Uh... I don't know if he was talking about me, but I think... I'm, I'm going to take it as such. So you're LaMarvin. LaMarvin. Okay. Yes, Eden. That does kind of drive me crazy, too, though, when people hit, like, that genetic lottery. And we'll, we'll have somebody on, an athlete, and, and, you know, be a football player. And, like, well, yeah, I played basketball in college. So, oh, no kidding. Yeah. I was all state in baseball in high school, but I was, I'm not even going to bother with that. Like, yeah. how many sports were you all state in? Yeah. Oh, well, you know, track. I mean, I just, yeah, we won the states in that, too. I got a bunch of offers. For, dang. Yeah, Paul. Remember that wide receiver, Jeff Samarja, at Notre Dame? They said he could be, like, a late first early second he had a really good last year at Notre Dame he's like I'll go with baseball yeah. and he had to go to the minors but he gets the big bonus and ends up I'm sure he made 80 million in his career they probably baseball. made more than that yeah, yeah. Jeff Samarja all right we'll take a break Ross Tucker set to join us uh, if you're watching on Peacock thank you our streaming partner listening on our radio affiliates iHeartRadio Fox Sports Radio We'll give you our best and worst of the weekend coming up. More phone calls is what, Uh Just quickly to uh, finish the story. Yeah. Jeff Samarja, I have at $122.7 million. Yeah. Uh, made the right call. We're back after this Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com. Or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit Amfem.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. 
I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday with DraftKings Sportsbook Same Game Parlays? You can pocket more cash when you combine multiple bets from one game. Download the app, sign up with the code PATRICK, get a special offer, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Seton said maybe you were thinking Pat White instead of Geno Smith running the ball at West Virginia. I remember Pat White. He was wonderful. I think uh, eventually drafted by Kansas City Royals and the Miami Dolphins. But I thought that Geno used his legs more in college. But Fritzy says he might have had a season where he had minus yards rushing. So I'm, I'm going to guess he wasn't that elusive there. Yes, Paulie. Geno Smith as a junior at West Virginia threw for 31 touchdowns and 4,300 yards. He ran for negative 33 yards. Okay. All right. He's he, trying to show the, the NFL I'm a drop-back quarterback. But he can run backwards really well. Oh, really question. well. Okay. Yeah. All right. You guys nitpick. Come on. Compared to Pat White, he's not a great runner. All righty. Um, Ross Tucker is with us. CBS Westwood One color analyst. He was on the uh, call at the uh, Buffalo Bills and the Miami Dolphins. Um it was a great listen. You were great. Wow, thanks, Dan. That coming from you. No, you were that, that means that that means a heck of a lot. I really appreciate it. I enjoyed it. Obviously, it ended up being a much better game than I anticipated. And certainly when it was 17-0 during the commercial break, Dan, I'm sitting there thinking, oh boy, it's gonna be one of those days uh where the second half's gonna be a blowout. But Dolphins kept it close. It was probably the longest NFL game I've ever called. I think it was four hours. At one point, I literally said on the air, Dan, it was 3 o'clock and it wasn't halftime yet. <laughs> I was like, what, what is going on right now? Yeah, and you start to wonder, oh, do I have stories to fill? And what are we going to talk about? And then all of a sudden, now, did Miami stay in the game or did Buffalo allow Miami to stay in the game? I think it's more the latter. I really do. I think it's more the Bills' turnovers, which is why I have a tough time picturing them going to the Super Bowl and winning it. Yeah, You know, this has been consistent for them. And honestly, Dan, it's a lot of Josh Allen. He is phenomenal. He's so entertaining. Might be my favorite quarterback to watch. He made some ridiculous plays again yesterday. But he consistently does not take care of the football, whether it's interceptions or – he fumbles a yeah, lot. Yeah. I think he had fumbled five times against the Dolphins in two games coming into this one. Now, obviously, they you know they recover a bunch of them, but he's he's loosey goosey with the ball, and so that doesn't mean it'll happen against the Bengals, right? They might beat the Bengals, but they got to win three more to win the whole thing. And it kind of feels like in at least one of those three, Josh Allen will probably have a couple turnovers. That will be the difference in that game. I mean. The one interception was horrific. You know, the fumble was really bad because he saw he saw Eric Rowe coming, and then that ends up being a touchdown. The Bills' turnovers are what let the Dolphins stay in the game. Talking to Ross Tucker, his uh, podcast is Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Yeah, I'm wondering about that, and I I haven't been on Buffalo's uh, you know train. 
the last two years because it just feels like they asked Josh Allen to do an awful lot. You almost have to play a perfect game. If you're going to win a Super Bowl, you, you just can't have those, those ebbs and flows that he has. But I think that's just because they don't have a running attack. Um, he probably tries to do too much there. I thought they were going to be like, we're going to blow you out, inspirational. DeMar Hamlin will be up on the Jumbotron. Like, you know, Dolphins don't have Tua. And it felt that way. And then all of a sudden, Miami crept back in it. I'm wondering about this as the Dolphins move forward. They said that Tua's, they're going to have Tua come back next year. It's an obvious answer now because they can't be honest about it. But do you think that Tua is the starting quarterback for the Dolphins next year? I do. Yeah, I do. I, You know, he's just so inexpensive, Dan, compared to what anybody else they would try to get would cost. You know, he's making the his fourth year of his rookie contract. It's very affordable. And I think people lost sight of this a little bit. He led the NFL in yards per attempt. He led the NFL in quarterback rating. I mean, Tua had a fantastic year. Are there concerns about his concussion history? Absolutely, there has to be. They have to get a backup quarterback that can play. I think, by the way, that was a disappointment, what they got out of Teddy Bridgewater this year. I mean, he started two games as a backup, as a highly paid backup. He didn't finish either one of them. And then Teddy wasn't able to play the last two games because of his pinky, so they had to go with the rookie, Skylar Thompson. I think I think Teddy Bridgewater was a disappointment as a backup quarterback. So, yes, I think Tua is the starter. They hope that he can protect himself. They hope the concussion stuff, since he didn't play these last couple games, he gets the whole offseason to heal, that he'll be okay next year. But they better have a pretty darn good viable option at backup. Let's go through the teams that lost. Now we just mentioned the Raven or the uh let's go to the Ravens. We just mentioned the Dolphins. Who's the starting quarterback for the Ravens next season? I think Lamar Jackson on the franchise tag is, is going to be the starting quarterback would be my guess. I don't see how the Ravens just let him walk. I mean, I, I would imagine they franchise tag him one way or the other. They either franchise tag him and he plays for them for one more year, franchise tag him and sign him to a long-term deal. Or if it gets acrimonious, Dan, if he's not happy about it, then franchise tag him and trade him somewhere else. I was thinking about that watching last night, watching Snoop Huntley play pretty well and move the ball pretty well. I was thinking, I wonder what the Ravens front office is thinking right now. But even that, he's not as good as Lamar. There's still a significant difference between them. I think they want him to be there. He's just asking for a contract that the Ravens cannot do. Dan, they can't do it. He, he's missed at least five games the last couple of years. With his style of play, you cannot give him a five-year fully guaranteed contract. And I think we might have talked about this last week. Deshaun Watson playing the way he did at the end of the year isn't doing Lamar or any of these guys any favors to try to get those type of contracts. The head coach of the Chargers next year will be? Probably Brandon Staley. But... I would strongly consider moving on, strongly. There's so many red flags to me. I mean, you know, this. other people might not care about this that much, Dan, but but you, you'll you get what I'm saying here, okay? Okay, you wanted to have your, guy, your starters play against the Broncos. None of us understood that, but that's what you wanted to do. After the game, when he was asked about it, Dan, he said, well, 
We only have 48 guys that can dress for the game. We don't have enough backups. So this is what things that really bother me. <laughs> Brandon, if you're going to make a decision like that, at least have a better logic or reasoning. Don't tell us after the game, well, there's not enough uh, roster spots. The Giants, Brian Dable didn't play his eight best players against the Eagles. And, and even if that's your argument, why did Herbert play till five minutes left in the fourth quarter? So, And then later on in the week, when Mike Williams didn't practice, okay, and they said, aren't you worried that Mike Williams is missing reps? He said, not really. This part of the year, rest is more important than reps. No, no <laughs> he said it four days after he had those guys play in the game. So I think the Chargers are going to consider it. But are you going to get rid of him without knowing for sure that you have a better option? That's the thing. If they fire Brandon Staley, it'll be like two weeks from now when behind the scenes – they get a Peyton or they get somebody that they are confident is better. Well, that's the key. If you say, well, we don't want to have him as our head coach, then who's the upgrade over Brandon Staley? If you don't get Sean Payton or I guess Jim Harbaugh, I don't know if he has any ties to the Chargers, but if you don't get that significant upgrade, then you're not going to make that decision. Speaking of the Chargers and the Jags, do you want to give America your stat of the day on Trevor Lawrence? Is that me? Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. Didn't you um, didn't you tweet out that he hasn't lost a game on oh, set? What are you oh, doing? Yes. Dan, sorry. Yes, I didn't know that was my stat of the day. That's a stat false start stat by you. No, you don't even get the music now. That's a <laughs> false start. I you sent it and you're like, you're so proud of it. Mr. Saturday night, Trevor Lawrence has never lost a game on a Saturday. Now, so I want to know how many high school <laughs> games he played on Saturday. Although, by the way, like he should never have lost a high school game. And then those two games he lost at Clemson, neither one of them was a Saturday. I don't even remember that. But yes, yeah, but they that don't was play. My stat. They don't play. By the way, I stole that from somebody else. I don't know who I stole it from. I stole it from somebody else. Oh, okay. So I didn't really look at his my stat of the day. But thank you. All right, they don't play high school games on Saturday. They play on Friday. His two losses in high school were on Fridays. His two college losses were on a Monday and a Friday. He's never lost a game on a Saturday. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I just realized they play the Chiefs Saturday. He can keep that streak going. You, you, you talked over the music. What stat of the day? You butchered that. Hope Sorry. Yeah, hope you're happy. Uh, I guess Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley earned uh, contracts. Everybody's all in on those two guys, long-term contracts. Is that I'll make you uh, the GM of the Giants. What are you doing with those two guys now? I think you have to. I mean, look, uh, th there's always a number, right? I mean, there's some point where the the money's too much, and maybe you don't do it. But they also have to pay, they have to pay Dexter Lawrence too. I mean, John Mara is going to have an unprecedented opening of the checkbook this offseason. It's funny you go from Dan where it's like they didn't want to extend those guys because they weren't sure. Now, I guess it's a good problem to have, but now it's like, oh, crap. We got to pay all three of these guys. Yeah. We can't let – I mean, that's maybe our best defensive player, our best offensive weapon, and our quarterback who's playing really well. But that's – like I said, that's a good problem to have. How was the uh, Bills tailgate? So good. So good. So – I. Saturday night, I met up with some of my podcast listeners at uh, Bar Bill Tavern. 
probably the best wings I've ever had. Like Cajun honey barbecue, honey barbecue. I mean, just I can't. I haven't had that many wings since like college. It was amazing. Did you drink beer, Dan? It was a Saturday night in America, <laughs> and I was in Buffalo. Yes, of course I drank beer. Absolutely, I did. There's always that fine line though, because it's a one o'clock game. Yeah. So it's like you can appreciate this. How many beers can you have and enjoy yourself, but like not jeopardize your voice or your performance the next day? I went out with Nick Mangold one time in New York City, Jets offensive lineman. Yeah. And uh, we were ordering beers, and he he ordered a pitcher, and I thought the pitcher was for the table. He drank out of the pitcher while we were drinking beers, and he was just holding a pitcher like it was a mug. And I went, okay, <laughs> I got respect for that. Got it. So I think I posted on Instagram, but I'll put it somewhere else. I had a picture with two pitchers like that. I now I was pouring it into a glass. Okay, but I had I I was, I was rocking the Labatt Blue Light. That's my <laughs> that's my Buffalo beer from my playing days. Uh, who do you got tonight? Um, so I think the move is okay. If we're talking betting, I think the move is to take the cow. I mean, I'm sorry, the Bucks up to eight and a half. Pair it with the Chiefs down to two and a half in a two-team six-point teaser because right now the Chiefs are favored by eight and a half. So you move them both six points. You get the Bucks plus eight and a half. I love it. You get the Chiefs minus two and a half. I love it. If we're just talking straight up money line or even laying the two and a half, I think I'm laying it with the Cowboys. They're the better team, man. I mean, look, it'll be – It'll be interesting tomorrow if the Cowboys can't even beat the Bucs, can't even win a playoff game okay. this year. More likely to change coaches if the Cowboys lose tonight or what happened to the Chargers? Cowboys lose tonight. I think if the Cowboys lose tonight, Mike McCarthy will be done, and I think Jerry Jones will go hard for Sean Payton and probably get him. I, re- I really think tonight – if McCarthy wins tonight, I think pretty good chance he keeps the job. If he loses tonight, I mean, Dan, Jerry Jones not a spring chicken. You know, he's not getting any younger. I think he wants to take one more big run at this. They've got a pretty talented team. And if McCarthy can't even win this one tonight, I think I think he'll do everything he can to get Sean Payton into Dallas. Better job for Sean Payton if the jobs were open, the Chargers or the Cowboys. Well, there's a lot of interesting dynamics there because let's talk about the power structure and let's talk about how much control he has. Because I think I, – I know Sean likes L.A. I think he likes Dallas. I think it would come down to money a little bit, but I think more it might be how much say he has, right? Like how much control he has over the personnel because he had a lot of control – in New Orleans, I think he's a lot more likely to get that probably with the Chargers, but it'll pr- it'll probably come down to that. Just feel like he has more control over the process. Thank you, bud. Talk to you. Absolutely. Thank you. Talk to you next week. That's yep. our good buddy, Ross Tucker. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app, 
at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Polly Fusco here with Tony Fusco. Yo. As you all know, we're the host of the number one rated show in all of sports talk, the Polly and Tony Fusco Show. Numero uno. Yeah, and we know why millions of people tune in every week. Yeah. They want to hear us talk sports, not our idiot guests who think they know more about sports than we do. Yeah, listen to these dummies. You don't know crap about sports. Nothing. Uh, you don't know nothing uh, about football. This is the worst thing Wait, I've ever he's been he's still a on the line. Get off the show. Uh, off the show. You don't know basketball. If you want to hear how sports talk should be done, yeah. listen to the Paulie and Tony Fusco Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Wheeler is with Shively. Gives him the puck, goes to the net. Courtesy of TSN, Blake Wheeler has 40 career game-winning goals. Tied for the uh, second most in Jets franchise history. We could talk about how complicated other banks make it to redeem credit card rewards. We could talk about how with Discover, redeem those rewards for cash in any amount at any time. That is amazing. Learn more at discover.com slash redeem rewards. 
Terms do apply. Drew in Kentucky joins us on the program. Hi, Drew. What's on your mind? Hey, Dan. Got a best and worst of the weekend for you. Okay. Um, as a longtime Cincinnati fan, the uh, Hubbard run back for 98 yards last night was thrilling, yet uh, um, kind of hard dropping because, uh, you know, a two yard jump into the end zone, you're like, well, clearly he probably got in and then they batted it back. So, all the angst around that, but it ended up being the best part of the weekend. Um, and then the worst was, as a longtime Bengals fan, 37 years old, uh, waited to get in the playoffs my entire life, the return of negative Bengals Twitter. Uh, so trying to watch the game and then look at Twitter and mm. see all my friends fall back into those old habits. Uh, I could just hear my dad in the in the back of my head saying, the uh, the Bungles would have lost that one, um, but I mean we've we've come so far in just a short amount of time with uh, Joe Burrow and uh, all those negative feelings were rushing back as yeah. everyone thought that that was a game we were going to lose. Yeah, yeah. I don't follow Twitter, but I can only imagine that you know you're looking at the Bengals and you're going, you know, we lose these games or we would have lost these games. But you won. Now you go to Buffalo. Josh in West Virginia. Hi, Josh. Hey, Dan. Six foot three with the bad 258. Okay. So, man, I was wondering about something, Dan, pertaining to the Ravens. I kind of agree with your statement this past Friday about being hesitant to give Lamar Jackson a five-year contract. Huntley wasn't horrible last night. He passes a little bit more than Lamar, but Lamar has his running ability, which at times is his kryptonite. That being said, if you were the Ravens, would you go next year with Huntley, try to get yourself in a first-pick situation, and take Caleb Williams or May from the UNC? They're not going to be bad enough, Josh. They never are. It just, you know, John Harbaugh, Mike Tomlin, very similar. They always put a good product out there. You know, it, first of all, I don't know the, the inner workings of the relationship or lack thereof with Lamar and ownership or coach. I, I don't know any of that. It's just a gut feeling I've had for almost two years now that something's not lining up correctly here. And the injuries the last two years complicate things. Do I think he's a wonderfully talented quarterback? Yes, I do. They got the offense catered to him. You, you see what they are when he's not in there. I understand all of those things. But how much am I going to spend? You just spent $100 million on Roquan Smith. What are you going to spend on Lamar? You're probably going to have to spend at least $230 million guaranteed. And I don't know if that makes sense. The fact that he gets injured and has been injured, is this going to continue? The cap keeps going up. There's more money there. But how much of that do you want to allocate to a quarterback who hasn't been able to stay healthy? Let's go around the room. Todd, I'll start with you. Best and worst of the weekend. My best of the weekend. Once Mr. Irrelevant, Brock Purdy continues to lead the Niners to victory. Takes down the Seahawks. Joins Russell Wilson. Only rookies in Super Bowl era to both throw for a TD and rush for another in a playoff game. Worst, I know they were against division opponents and they supposedly know each other well. Bill struggling to beat the two-less Finns. Bengals surviving the Lamarless Ravens. Give the Dolphins' defense a lot of credit. They did a wonderful job keeping that game close. Seton O'Connor. My best of the weekend was actually expedited review in the NFL. 
Huge weekend for that. Very successful. It's sort of a controversial thing. I don't know that a lot of people want more review in sports, but especially football. Um, but it seemed to go over very well this weekend. My worst of the weekend, J.K. Dobbins um, talking about how they would have won if Lamar Jackson had played. Um, it, it's true that he did say that, but the headlines don't match the quote. All right. This is what it sounded like. I should be the guy. I'm tired of holding that back. I'm tired of that. 12, it's the playoffs. I'm tired of holding that back. Let's go win the game. I'm tired of holding back on that. I'm tired of that. Did you, did you say that to anybody? Yeah, I did. I'm tired of it. 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 Like, I'm tired of it. Like, like I'm a playmaker. I'm a, I'm a guy that my teammates feed off me when I'm on the field. I should be out there all the time. That's uh, not the one that he directly uh, said that, that they were going to win. My real worst was, was not giving J.K. Dobbins the ball in the yeah. red zone uh, towards the end for the Ravens, where obviously he's a playmaker and they should have. But my second to worst is that he was asked if they would have won if Lamar Jackson had played. And he answered, yeah, we would have won if Lamar played too. You know, dot, dot, dot. But Snoop play, played a hell of a game. That's Tyler Huntley. He was asked a question if he thought that they would have won, and he said, yeah, I think we would have won if Lamar was there. He didn't just throw that in as all of these headlines are suggesting that he was like in the middle of this rant where he's like, I don't know why I'm not getting the ball. You know, I'm a red zone threat and I'm all this stuff. And oh, yeah, by the way, we would have won if Lamar played. You know, it's it feels like the coverage of it is very disingenuous. Yeah, and head- everybody's running with it. Headline doesn't match what the true context of what that was. Yes, Marv. You can always say JK. Oh. Just kidding. I see what you did. OK, Hello. All right. thank you. Uh, Marvin, best and worst of the weekend. I'm not sure if this is best or worst. I'll leave this up to you guys. The Dolphins lost, so the Dolphins aren't winning the Super Bowl, so you know what that means. Oh, Fritzy gets to sing two songs prior to a Darius Rucker concert. Therefore, there's a lot of losers. Nice. Yeah, there'll be a lot of people losing. And we're going we're gonna to circle on the calendar Fenway for Fritzy. Darius has a concert there, I think, this summer. That's pretty wild. Thank you, Tom. Just like Bogey and Bacall. We had it all. <laughs> oh, God. That'd be amazing. Marv, what else do you have? Other best? I watched Emily and Patty. Love it. Emily in Paris. Yeah, my yeah. wife was watching it. I sat down during okay. the uh, Jaguars comeback, as a matter of fact. Okay. Oh. Wee oui, wee. Oui. Uh, Paulie, best and worst. Uh, worst is Marvin admitting that on national radio. No, um, mm. I'm going to go with. Uh, we already hit John Harbaugh. Terrible management at the end. I'm going to go with Joey Bosa. Now, Joey Bosa had a point. The, the offensive lineman for, uh, for um, Jacksonville looked like he rocked back and he was upset. He got held. But once you start losing your cool in a real tight game that you need to win, you're a veteran. You can't get those flags and be out of the game. You, your team needs you way too much in the yards. The other worst of the weekend in the Giants-Vikings uh, game, Dexter Lawrence hit uh, – hit uh, Cousins, and he barely touched his face mask, and then he wrapped him and kind of guided him to the ground, guided him, didn't throw him in any way. He got called for roughing the passer and kept the drive alive. I've had somebody, you know, have more contact showing me to my seat when I've, you know, gone to a play. That would be a little bit shocking. We'll check in with the Chargers. Are they ready to move on? Final hour coming up. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
Terms and conditions apply. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.